Welcome everyone to the Adventures Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Torn, and with me is my co-host, Peyton. What's going on? Oh, man, I'm just, I just watched Batman and Robin, bro. Dude. <laughs> did you did you actually watch it? No, I no, I didn't watch it. Oh, <laughs> no, I, was, I didn't. I was about to say, I was like, this man really just went through it. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Adventures Podcast. We have a great show for everybody this week. Of course, we are continuing Batman Month in the lead-up to the Batman, which I can't believe I could say this, next week, or I guess technically this week if you're listening to this the week it came out, which is also weird to think about. But yeah, so in the lead-up to the Batman, we're going to be going through all the Batman movies. We've already been through Tim Burton's Batman movies. We've been through Joel Schumacher's Batman movies. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and listen to those. Because this week, we are, of course, going through the <laughs> like <laughs> the thing that everyone seems to say is the best, arguably one of the best trilogies of all time, the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I think that I think that tells you what, what Torrance's thoughts are about these movies off the bat. But first, we gotta go through the news of the week. Really slow news week this week, but that's perfectly fine because we have three entire movies to get through. But uh, like every like most weeks, uh, we got time codes in the description or the show notes. So go ahead and check those out if you want to skip around, if you want to just go to the Dark Knight trilogy or different pieces of news. So let's get into it. One piece of DC news, a sequel to the Batman is already in the works. Uh, expected. <laughs> expected. And yeah. And then all we have is Marvel news all the way all the way through. So Fred Hetchinger, uh, who is in Fear Street and the recently released Pam and Tommy movie for Hulu, has been cast as Chameleon alongside Aaron Taylor Johnson and Russell Crowe in Craven the Hunter. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I literally thought before this news came out, like a couple days earlier, I was like, damn, I really want them to do Chameleon in a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and now Chameleon is in Craven the Hunter. Not ideal for me, and I still don't trust Sony, but uh, it'll be interesting to see Chameleon done in live action. Yeah. I can't wait to see his suit. Yeah, he has to rock his suit in there. He's, if he, I mean, he could just be a shape. I mean, it's Sony. No, I don't know. No, he has to rock his suit. I hope so. I hope so. I don't know if what he's gonna, if he's gonna be sort of an antagonist in Cra- to Craven. I guess that I guess that would make sense, but he could also be like an ally. I don't know. But uh, next piece of Marvel news: Aaron Pierre, who is in who was in Krypton, uh, has been cast in Blade in an unknown role. So yeah, I did see that casting is of course obviously underway for Blade, which is very exciting. That's I think that's still eyeing a twenty twenty three release. I could be wrong, but super exciting. Mahershala Ali is just gonna fucking murder that goddamn role he's going to kill that role i'm super excited for that and this and the cast just is uh it's chugging along so i'm super excited to see that next piece of marvel news spider-man no way home releases on digital on march 22nd and on 4k and blu-ray on april 12th so i think la- i think it was just last week uh we reported that 
uh, its home release was getting delayed, and now we have official dates. And with that came some really fun uh, photo shoots from the three Spider-Man actors. And, of course, we got the recreation of the pointing meme. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Our childhood came to life right then and there. <laughs> For real. Oh, seen so that, cool. Seeing that meme, like, like years and years on end and it finally came to life it's just so satisfying to see i'm not gonna lie i made it my wallpaper <laughs> again this is the three goats <laughs> all doing the meme it's so cool uh but uh next piece of marvel news and this one this one uh is very exciting but we should temper our expectations. So the Netflix Marvel shows are confirmed to be moving to Disney plus on March 16th in Canada. (laughs) Unfortunately, that is not the case for now. Uh, It also doesn't appear we got, I I forgot which country it was, but they got their March uh, releases for Disney plus and the Netflix Marvel shows were not on there. So it doesn't seem that doesn't necessarily mean that it won't be on Disney Plus in other countries, but it 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 also means that if they do release in other countries, it won't necessarily be that March sixteenth date. So this March sixteenth date is specifically for Canada. No word on the U.S. for now, but the fact that they are more uh, probably willing to do this in Canada is, I mean, that's that's. It could be more likely that it's coming to Disney Plus uh, in the U.S. instead of Hulu. But I hope we get these shows soon. We only have, like, been a couple days. I think when this releases, I think when this releases, it might be the final day to watch those shows on Netflix. It's going to be so weird going to Netflix and searching up Daredevil and nothing coming up. That's going to be so fucking weird. But it really is. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully those come to the U.S. sooner rather than later. Uh, next piece of Marvel news is something that uh, we already knew of, per se, but it's nice to hear coming from the man himself. Charlie Cox confirms that he will return as Daredevil again in the MCU. He said, quote, I noticed something. I don't know much, but I know there will be something else. So that's lovely to hear from my, my guy Charlie Cox over there, the GOAT. Peak fiction incarnate. I still think he's blind. He's still exploring <laughs> me. But yeah, getting more Daredevil. Likely, I mean, I think the most likely thing we'll see him in most recently is She Hulk. As you know, the lawyer thing, the lawyer thing going on. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know what else she could be or he could be in in She Hulk other than lawyery stuff. I don't. I don't see him suiting up in shield but i don't know maybe they'll surprise me i I just don't know what the context of that would be but most likely where we'd see him just fully daredevil out is the echo series which we i I don't i don't know if that even has a release date yet hopefully next year because i i need more daredevil content i need more peak fiction in my life i don't know about you i'm gonna just go uh charlie cox's house and ask myself I love that video of him just sitting in the chair and putting on the Daredevil mask and sitting <laughs> on a mug. It's so good. But, uh, on the right. Yeah, that is the news of the week. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I told you it's a, a real slow news week. But again, that is all right because we got a lot of movies to get through. Let's start off 
with the first uh, dark, in the Dark Knight trilogy, of course, Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Underrated. Massively. Underrated. Massively underrated. underrated. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about that in a bit, but like, yeah, Batman Begins. Uh, I I wonder I wonder why because in the movie in the beginning of the movie it it shows like the little the you know the Dark Knight sort of bat logo with it, but it's like it's like a silhouette of bats. So I wonder why they didn't go with that logo for the suit rather than the more round logo they went with in Batman Begins, and then they changed it to the more pointy logo in. The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, because like, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe they wanted that. Well, no, I was gonna say that maybe they wanted that for the Batarangs, but they literally showed it in the silhouette. I don't know. Which logo do you prefer? Do you like the Dark Knight logo or do you like the Batman Begins logo? Um, actually, I did not know they even changed logos. Yeah, they changed. They had the. It was like the. It looked more like a classic Batman symbol on the on the suit in Batman Begins. Let me see this. I'll have to say the Dark Knight just because that's the one I'm like more used to. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I remember. I remember now. Yeah. I'm about to go. Yeah. I'm about to go with the Dark Knight. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like how in the beginning of the movie, Bruce already starts off a badass fighting those guys and the guy and those and like the guards like start taking him away. And they were like, they were like, the fuck you pulling me off for? He was like, protection. He was like, I don't need protection. He goes, protection yeah. for them. <laughs> so it was like, it was like, oh, fair enough. Build different for real. Yeah. So like, Bruce gets thrown in this in this prison or whatever, and uh, of course, then we get our introduction to Raz Al Ghul, or is it Ra's Al Ghul? I'll never know. I'm gonna say Raz Al Ghul though. I'm gonna just say Raz Al Ghul as well. Raz Al Ghul. I can't tell. If I love or hate Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul, like obviously Liam Neeson is, is is cool as shit, right? But he's also white as shit. <laughs> it's like it's not a huge negative, but like you know, <laughs> Raz should maybe not be white. He has a sick uh, beard, I, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about. I'll talk about that. That uh, the castings in a in a little bit. Yeah, I got. I, I, I'm probably gonna go into it too a little bit more when we get to a different section of the movie. Uh, but yeah, so Bruce goes to train for Roz, but not Roz because Liam Neeson is act is is real Roz, but is acting like it's not Roz. And there's a fake Roz, and it's the Roz that you'd assume it is racially. Which I'm now realizing they did the same thing in Doctor Strange. Like they did that exact thing in Doctor Strange. Didn't they? They're like, you assume, or really, I guess it's a little different because in, in in Begins, it's they kind of play it on the audience, whereas in Doctor Strange they play it on uh, just Strange because Strange sucks. So it's like I understand what they go they're going for by like the don't judge a book by its cover sort of thing, but I, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think it really works here all that all that much. I, yeah, it probably works better in Doctor Strange because it's Steven's ignorance and not the audience's ignorance. But it is what it is. But there's of course then there's the flashback of Bruce's parents getting killed, of course, because we need to see that again. <laughs> it's like I'm going to give this one a little slack because it's technically the second time we've seen the origin. Although they do do they do a flashback in Batman Forever, so it's technically the third. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Of course, we get, we got we gotta have Batman's origin. Is uh, I think 
I think Pattinson's Batman is going to be the only Batman movie in, or the only new universe Batman movie where we don't see an origin story. I think we'll obviously get references to it, but yeah, it's not, it's not something we need to see. <laughs> it's not something we need to see again. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, I have a feeling, I mean, I know it's going to happen. If we don't see it, people will be like, what do we see? What do we see? <laughs> like, like, shut up. It's integral to the character. We need to see. <laughs> we need to see. It. Yeah, we we, we want to see his. We want to see his mom and pops get clapped again. Like, shut up. <laughs> don't do the shit. You already did the shit with Spider Man. Let's not do it fucking for for Batman. For real. I love the. Uh, I love Commissioner or uh, not Commissioner. Yeah, I love Gordon wrapping the jacket around young Bruce. Yeah, we have bro. Yeah, young Bruce and fucking got it. Gary Oldman. What a fantastic Commissioner Gordon. I don't think... I mean, we still have yet to see Jeffrey Wright, and we haven't seen enough of J.K. Simmons. But as of right now, I, I Gary Oldman is by far the best Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. He's so good. I re, although I do remember him getting some flack for not being sort of a big boy. He's a skinny boy. But, yeah. I mean, he's been skinny in the comics, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's a he's a very good commissioner, Gordon. Uh, and while we're here, let's talk about Michael Caine as Alfred. I love Michael Caine as Alfred, but what I don't like about this iteration is that, and this is a nitpick. This is a nit. This is this is a nitpick. This is not a real criticism, but admittedly, it's annoyed me for for a while. He doesn't feel as this this. He doesn't feel as, sort of like a father figure to Bruce, where I feel like he should be like he's still his butler obviously he gets paid and shit but like he raised the the dude you know what i mean <laughs> he raised him and he doesn't really feel like that in this one he just feels like a butler and he also always calls him master wayne instead of master bruce which i also find a little strange it just feels a little less personal but mm-hmm. yeah it's a little bit of a nitpick it is just always something that was like bothered me master wayne i'm a quiet perks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, I can't look at I look at Michael Caine differently now after watching Kingsman. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, you can, how, could, how could him? How could he? I know. And Mark Hamill. Oh yes, and Mark Hamill, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, that was Damn. sad. Although I love seeing Mark Hamill and <laughs> something that wasn't anything, Star Wars. Anything. Yeah. That's all. It's Mark Hamill, the god. Yeah, and then look what happened to him. Yeah, Luke Skywalker again. That's true. Young Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But uh, I love the I love the sequence where the man who murdered Bruce, Joe Chill. I remember, I, remember, I love the sequence uh, when the uh, when Joe Chill's when Joe Chill gets put on trial and Bruce like fully intends to kill him. And the only reason he didn't is because Falcone got to him first. Like, I, I really like that because like it helps strengthen his character by showing that killing won't make anything better without making him break that one rule. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, and then, and it then also, uh, oh, yeah, good. No, go, say, on, go on. It also reminds me of, uh, like Batman's quote for like, um, if you were to, uh, like kill a murderer, like the same amount of murders in the world, like will still exist. Cause mm. he just became a murderer. Yes. Love that. But uh, and after that, Bruce goes to confront Falcone, and Bruce has some major balls <laughs> just just confronting Falcone like that. But I love 
in also in that same sequence he's he like pulls a gun on bruce it's an unloaded gun but a gun to scare him and he talks about how like there's officials and cops in in that room and he won't hesitate to blow his head off because he has power and he talks about how he talks about fear and i love how even before scarecrow is introduced the idea of fear is already being thrown around right in the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. but yeah he leaves and then he gives this guy this homeless jack uh, this homeless guy his jacket which uh comes back later but then we go back to the present and the film beautifully displays bruce not breaking his one rule after fighting uh the fear toxin and beating the fake Roz and then setting the place ablaze and then still saving the real Roz. Love to see it. Love to see it indeed. And then you, of course, you want you what we call that character development. True. Indeed. Character development. And you, you know, <laughs> this, these movies have gotten, you know, some criticism of like, or not some criticism, more like retroactive sort of, people pointing out pointing things out but like people have pointed out that christian bale's batman does kill and it's like that that's true but a lot of it is also like <laughs> either unintentional or like technically not by his hand <laughs> i'm gonna get to that a little bit in the, at the at the end of the at the end of this one but at least they make an effort <laughs> you know he's like he's like don't kill and he like at least tries you know what i mean but yeah then we go to the present present day and we get a fun little Vic, uh, a Zaz cameo with Crane's introduction and, and, and Killian Murphy is just fucking, mm, he's so, he's so good. Oh, good. Uh, but I also love how the Batcave, <laughs> Bruce comes back and he just, the Batcave is literally just farther down the well Bruce fell down in the beginning of the movie. It's probably a little convenient. But it still works. I want a fucking bat cave. I want to fall down the well, have bats around me. But apparently, bats smell like shit. So, like, all those bats fucking flying around smell like yeah. ass. Yeah, that, that that's already traumatic enough. <laughs> but uh, this trilogy, I think, is the only one so far to demonstrate the playboy aspect of Bruce's uh, Bruce's persona. Like, it's it's yeah. very James Bond, and it's great. But, like, Michael Keaton, he's sort of like a recluse, like, weirdo. We, we don't really see much of Kilmer and Clooney's. Obviously, we have Bale's being, you know, again, that playboy aspect. And... I, I like Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne, but we again we don't really see that playboy aspect of the character, and it doesn't seem like we're going to be getting much of that either in Pattinson's version. So yeah, it's, I think it's interesting that this that the Christian Bale one is the only one to demonstrate that playboy aspect. He's always got you know like women hanging uh, hanging off his arms and stuff like that. So yeah, I think that's kind of a interesting or or a sort of almost important aspect to the character i feel like it really juxtaposes bruce and batman but this move there this trilogy also likes to make the point that bruce wayne is the mask and he's his real identity is batman or whatever a lot of people hate that uh (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know that's that's sort of the idea with these with these movies. So, and that I I think that sort of like super playboy persona makes it really interesting. Uh, I don't I don't think so. I think it's just kind of mid. Oh, do you think we should see more of it? More of the playboy aspect. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see him with a with like hot baddies in a jacuzzi with champagne, <laughs> like 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 it's a two thousand five rap video. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I love a uh, Lucius Fox's introduction. Of course, the great Morgan Freeman. Do we need to talk about how great Morgan Freeman is? I don't think so. But I love how when Bruce initially goes to Fox about you know this the sort of like prototype suit. I love how Fox knows that there's something more going on with like Bruce's requests, <laughs> requests and stuff, and but he just plays along and plays yeah, quiet yeah. about it. Yeah, he he he's just like he's like oh okay. Well, he's right. like oh yeah, spelunking, Mister Wayne. I see, we, I see, wink, wink. Yeah, spelunking, whatever. <laughs> but even when he is more blunt about it later in the movie, he's still not entirely direct. And he's like, like he's because he's like he's like listen, I know you're not doing. I know you're doing some fucked shit. Just I'm not stupid. <laughs> you know? I um I don't know like if this is just me because I like you know don't watch like that much of like Batman content in general. But we have we don't really see much of Lucius Fox. Yeah, we don't. Like, we really don't. Like I mean, they 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 they, they try to do like in, you know in the garbage show called Bad Woman, where they have like his son, Luke. right? Luke. Yeah, Luke Fox. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, we don't really see much of Lucius, and like, this is like the most amount of time, or this is the, like the most we've seen of Lucius in the, you know, the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, we did get because you know Fox is the tech guy and whatever, sort of builds everything, and so we didn't have the Affleck's version because him and Alfred did everything on yeah, their yeah. own, and Pattinson, it he's only in year two, so. It, there's always room down the line for Fox to get introduced, but as of right now, yeah, it doesn't seem like Fox is in that one either. I don't, I don't remember, but like, uh, did they show like, did they, did they ever like show or like hint at Alfred being like part of the intelligence uh, in, in the, the Batman in the trilogy? or in the yeah. or, oh the Nolan trilogy in the Nolan trilogy? Yeah, uh, he he, I think he tells some stories about like being like other countries and shit, but I can't remember if that was because he was. Special forces or not? Well, I but I don't think so. But at at the very least, he was a very you know worldly guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. But uh, yeah, I love the prototype suit Batman. <laughs> Batman has. I also kind of forgot there was even a prototype suit. I kind of the way I remembered it, I thought he just made a bat suit and did whatever. But he goes to Gordon. I completely forgot about this. He goes to Gordon, and and you know he's in his prototype suit. It's not even a bat. He's just a regular fucking mask. And he tries to do his classic disappearing act, and he fucking fails hard as shit. He like Gordon clocks him and he chases him or whatever, and then he falls off a building. I'm like, he's just hanging there. He falls off a building. Yeah, he just fucking yeah, he just fucking takes it. Um, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. He tries to do the stupid, stupid disappearing thing. It just does not work. But um, yeah, he goes back to Fox, and then Fox shows him the tumbler. And as much as I love the tumbler, there still has not been a Batmobile that that actually feels like a Batmobile since Batman '89 and Batman Returns. And it's like, 
the one in the Batman looks great, but it's also like a muscle car. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I was reading up about it because like, there's actually like a prequel comic to the Batman. And like that car is like a car that like he worked on since he was a kid or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's a valid complaint though. I mean, I mean, like a, like a, a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that Keaton has like the most Batmobile, Batmobile out of all the Batmans. Yeah. But then again, I'm like, I'm not a big fan. The hype doesn't really concern me for the Nolan trilogy, but I am fucking biased against the Tumblr. That's just oh yeah. The Tumblr, the Tumblr is cool as shit. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> and like you know, you know, I, I know like a Batfleck had a uh, yeah he had a tank like that too. But still, it's like I fucking love the Tumblr. Yeah, I don't care. So, some about the Tumblr just hits different. Some about I know, it. especially with that theme song hitting, and he's like driving through the streets. Ugh. Oh. Oh my god, it's amazing. But yes, continue. Yeah, well, uh, of course. Then after we he gets the tumbler, he finally gets an actual like bat suit. Bat suit. The prototype suit did not last long at all. We get, it was like one scene. <laughs> um, but we get a great introduction to Batman, and it he takes out all those guys, and he gets Falcone, and they pay great homage to Batman and I, and he's like, who are you? <laughs> but, then, but then, you know, Bill has to go, I Batman. <laughs> oh my God. Swear to be. <laughs> this fucking... God, that, that voice, man. It's just, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of Bill's bat? It's voice? not, it's not it, man. Like you don't have to grunt and, I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not good. Should should have should have asked Val Kimmer for some lessons because he has the best live action bad voice. He sounds Bale sounds like he. I mean, I, I assume I both think it's in my both in my head canon and what I think is actually happening is the fucking the cowl is like. <laughs> It's like constricting it's like his, like yeah, constricting his nose because it sounds like he's like breathing through his mouth, and it sounds like he can't breathe through his nose. That's how he fucking speaks. But also, maybe it's just the way the mouth hole is shaped in the cow. But it always looks like he's like he's always looking. He always looks like he's doing sort of a duck face. Yeah, there, there is something. There is something with that. You know the the look of the mouth. It looks like he's like rocking like a fake goatee or something. Yeah, he sounds like he's congested at all times and he can't breathe through his nose so he has to like <laughs> he's so has to like purse his lips forward <laughs> looks like he's always doing a kissy face it's it's weird man it's hard to take him seriously in this one it's it's sort of fine because it's it's sort of like sort of a light i'm batman but then in the dark night and especially rises it just sounds like a parody of itself especially <laughs> <laughs> De- definitely in the interrogation scene too for the Dark Knight, it's like bruh. But even even in Batman Begins, because he 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 gets uh, what's his what's the cops? I think his name is Flash, and he 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 zips him up on the on the on the you know grappling hook or whatever the fuck it is, and he goes, "Where are the drugs going?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus, <laughs> like, but yeah, the, 
<laughs> it's so uh, it's so hard to take them seriously. <laughs> it's so hard to take them seriously. But yeah, in the, in the interrogation scene, he's like, "You're garbage. Who kills for money?" <laughs> it's fucking, and then rises. It's just he sounds so stupid. <laughs> he sounds so stupid. But in, but in Batman Begins, it's a it's a bit toned down, and it's a bit better. But yeah, it just and, gets worse as yeah. it goes on. It's just like it's also like I'm giving, I'm giving him a pass because I was like you know it's like first time like being Batman, so it's like, okay, it's absolutely it's still insane to me that Kilmer has the best bad voice. I know, right? Kilmer, of all the Batmans, and of course I still haven't heard enough of Pattinson to be honest. It's a it's, yeah. a, it's obviously Bale esque, but it sounds more like a, a fucking Stephen Amell's Oliver Queen. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds a bit close to that, and maybe a little daredevil in there. And we'll throw that. But in like, too. We'll see next week. Oh. next fucking week, man! Next week. That's fucking next, next week. Jesus, less than a week. Fuck, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I'm gonna spoil everyone. It's gonna be so fun. People are gonna fucking hate me. <laughs> no. So Bruce finally gets his disappearing act down with Rachel. He's like, his, and fucking, she, she tells him that thing that he tells her at like the end of the movie or whatever the fuck. Or does he tell her, does he tell her there? She, uh, I think he tells her there. But I'm just say that, that, uh, begins, begins, uh, fucking rate Rachel over. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was, was going to ask you about that. Do you prefer Katie Holmes or Maggie Gyllenhaal? Katie, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. So why is that? Because she's prettier. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> i mean i mean like it's just something that like i was like used to when i was watching begins as a kid and like i was confused whenever i saw maggie Gyllenhaal. i was like who the fuck is this and then like they're like oh yeah like, you know that's racial i was like oh hell no ain't no way so apparently like apparently like, she just couldn't make it because of like scheduling conflicts yeah. i'm not gonna lie I had I didn't fucking notice the actress change when I saw the Dark Knight for the first time. I was just like, "It's Rachel." I, I didn't. I never. I never thought about it until uh, until it was told to me. It's like, yeah, it's a, they they recast. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I had no fucking idea. But yeah, I never noticed. But I like how the bat signal is made because Batman just tied Falcone to a spotlight, and they're like, "Oh." That <laughs> symbol. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but uh, and then we cut to like a. I think, I think he's meeting up with, with maybe uh, Dent and and Rachel and stuff, and they're doing that double dare or whatever. And he just flexes uh, and buys the building just so he can mm-hmm. do whatever he wants. Or maybe that's the part where he jumps in the fucking the, the, fountain the or whatever. Oh yeah, the fountain. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like, and then we got Scarecrow's introduction, which is just so cool because he just absolutely screws over Falcone, and he sprays him and he puts on the mask and the fucking god, everything about it is so sick. The mask is sick. The fear effect is sick. (laughs) It's fucking hilarious. He just walks out and he goes, "Yeah, he's definitely crazy." (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great, but yeah, the shot of crane because they are uh, batman goes to the check uh you know where are the drugs going he goes to find the drugs and these stuffed animals in this apartment or whatever and crane gets there 
and Batman hides and the fucking shot of Crane in the apartment building and Batman just sort of raises lurking from behind. <laughs> fucking sick. It's so cool. But uh, I also I loved also in that scene was how easily Crane just takes Batman out. And and the, and he goes and the he has the line. You look like a man who takes himself too seriously. <laughs> and I was like, "That's true, Crane. That's true. You're right in the money." Love love Scarecrow being smug as ever. Yeah, I hope we get another Scarecrow. So Daniel, much cool shit can be done with him. Daniel Daniel Radcliffe Scarecrow. Yeah, he'd be he'd be he'd genuinely be really good. Too bad he's playing Wolverine already. Nah, it's a rumor. Nah, it's not a rumor. Taron Edgerton is a rumor. He's actually, I don't know if he's no. rumored either. I just know people like to fan cast him. I don't think. No. I can see Taron Edgerton. I don't know if I can see Daniel Radcliffe. Nah, we, no, we, no, we, we got to get a uh, Charlie Hunnam. As uh, I can see that too. As long as they don't get Tom Hardy. <laughs> I like Tom Hardy. I just don't see the, I don't see the Wolverine. I don't. Not, 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 man. We, we, we got to get his twin brother, Logan Marshall Green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those guys are fucking twins. It blows my mind how fucking close they look alike. It's 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 borderline weird how, how similar they look. I'll tell my friend like you know like last night I was like bro like like dead ass. I thought they they had gotten uh Tom Hardy and Spider Man Homecoming when we first saw it. I was like <laughs> I was like is that Tom Hardy? I was like oh that's no, not Tom Hardy, but it looks like Tom Hardy. It's fucking insane. The Walmart Tom Hardy. No, <laughs> he's great in his own right. It really is. But uh, we get to the bit where Rachel sort of goes to see Crane and then Crane takes her down to the fucking factory where they're making the shit or whatever. And then she's like, what the fuck? And, you know, Batman shows shows up or whatever and sprays Crane with his fear toxin. And the who I absolutely adore the nightmare version of Batman that Crane sees. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, it's like freaking like all dark and yeah. he's like spewing like black goo out of his. It's so mouth fucking. Cr- it's so cool. <laughs> it's like low key, take the black goo shit out of it. Batman Beyond. I know, right? <laughs> I could totally be like a Batman Beyond look. But also, one of the things I like about the most in Batman Begins is how it shows more like like Gotham, like how it is in this one. Yes, yes, I, was, I love it. I love it so much. And I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about that. The Gotham in this looks great. If only it, <laughs> if only it tracked in the next two movies. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, because you don't see like, like, yeah, you don't see Gotham like that in like fucking. Yeah, it just looks like a normal fucking city. It looks like Chicago or Manhattan. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, Batman Begins. So like, it definitely feels like Gotham. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they changed it. I know technically the bit at the end where it like probably looks the most Gotham-y is in what they call the Narrows, which is supposed yeah. to be like the shit part of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's Gotham. Really, the whole city should be like that. The the then we get to the police chase against Batman, which is obviously mm-hmm. fucking sick. It's it oh it blows my mind that this shit was fucking two thousand five. <laughs> Like 2005, it does not feel like a 2005 I mean, movie. I mean, bro, like Nolan was like ahead of his time. Like, Absolutely, honestly. that's why one of the things I love about Nolan. Speaking of a Nolan movie, I'm actually going to watch Memento. I actually watch it for an assignment. Really? I still yeah, haven't seen it. I mean, I'm, I'll let you know how it is tonight because you know it's first the first movie 
uh, Nolan directed. Yep. And also, it's one of the things that I didn't know until like um, Thursday is that like his wife like produces like all the movies. Yeah. Sometimes so. his, I think it's his brother is involved. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. His brother like writes him. Yeah, because like his brother wrote Memento, which is fucking insane to me. Good shit. <laughs> need to get like need to get like them for real. But yeah, definitely no one was ahead of his time. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, it really it this shit ages so well. <laughs> just visually because like mm-hmm. like I like I mean I talked about on this podcast before how like it's crazy how the CGI holds up in Iron Man and that came out in two thousand eight, but like. This shit came out in 2005. <laughs> yeah. But it's obviously because most, if not everything, is done practically. Yeah, because, like, yeah, because I think I, when it hit, like, you know, maybe 2000, like, let me say 2013, maybe even 2014 is where, like, people started using more of the visual effects and everything like that. Because, you know, back then, everything was cheaper to do everything practically. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it was weird. It's like everything was obviously practical, and, you know, there'd be some visual effects here and there. But um, if there was going to be any VFX, it was going to be maybe, like, green screen or something. But then there was that weird point in the 90s where everything had to be CG, and it was mm-hmm. everything was so shit. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then it moved back to, okay, let's dial it back and make do things practically. And then there was that, there was this nice sweet spot from, like, 2000 maybe i don't want to say i want to go with five because nolan didn't really start it since he did everything practically i'm I'm gonna say 2008 like 2008 to like maybe 2012 where it was there was cgi but there was still a lot of practical elements and then after that (laughs) they were like let's cg everything but luckily that technology by then was good enough where it's not that bad but a lot of it has still you know maybe aged more poorly than it could have and now we're finally again getting into a place where we're doing a lot of things practically and using cg to enhance those practical effects but still practical mostly it's just the way to go more expensive but it fucking shows yeah more expensive and time consuming for sure yeah that's kind of like the one thing i hate about like the cgi argument is like why does everything have to be cgi why can't it be practical like, bro, if everything was practical, like, we wouldn't even be getting, like, all these movies until, like, 2027. <laughs> if you want everything to be fucking practical. Yeah. But, and again, a lot of times the CGI is so good, if you didn't get, like, VFX breakdowns, you'd never fucking know CG. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why, like, literally part of me wants them, especially Marvel, to stop showing their like vfx breakdowns and stuff because it just turns into oh there's so much cgi it's like if they didn't show that there were no actual endgame suits in endgame no one would have thought those weren't practical except the mask obviously because those you know come out of their heads but the, the actual suits themselves ain't no one would have known yeah exactly but uh yeah where the fuck was I? Oh yeah, the part where I, the, I love the part where Alfred is putting an unconscious Rachel into the back of a car, and, and two people are just staring at him like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" Yeah, <laughs> I forgot what he says, but he was he says something. He was like, "No, I stay." <laughs> just fucking dips. <laughs> like Alfred's getting put on a like. watch list. It's not what it looks like. Yeah, but uh. Bruce Wayne should consider an acting career because when Roz infiltrates his party 
and then he plays off being drunk super quickly and gets and effectively gets everyone the fuck out of the house. I was like, man, that guy just he put on a quick. My guy deserves an Oscar, but uh, I completely forgot that Roz, in a way, was the one responsible for Bruce's parents' murder. I was like, because. Because he was like, because he was like, you've infra- you you've attacked Gotham before. He was like, yeah, of course. And you know the fucking the Waynes were an issue and shit. So I thought that was really fucking. I was like, I was like, oh, I completely forgot about that. That's actually pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, there was. Uh, and then we get to the final battle, and like the final battle is pretty solid, you know. I wish I wish there was a bit more Scarecrow though, because yeah. Scarecrow kind of just shows up and then he's taken out. And I'm like, yeah, I mean he's the main villain, you know. <laughs> I mean Roz is there. I, I I just feel like less focus on Roz, more focus on he just Scarecrow is just a more interesting villain in my opinion. Needed need more Roz al Ghul. Hell no. Yes. Needed a less white Roz al Ghul. <laughs> but uh. I love how at the end, Fox and Bruce just destroy that old boss. Like I forgot what his name was, like Ernie or some shit. Started with an E, but yeah, Fox just takes his job. <laughs> it was the that was fucking satisfying. But then, of course, at the end, we get a great Joker tease. But yeah, I really, I really don't think this movie gets the credit it deserves. Like, it's a great origin movie that doesn't copy what came before while also paying homage. Scarecrow was great. Of course, Killian Murphy was great. Roz left a little something to be desired, in my opinion. But it was still solid, of course. And what I what I noticed coming out of this movie, and what I realized I loved, and I didn't really feel that with The Dark Knight Rises or The Dark Knight, was that I felt like there was a perfect balance between the Bruce Wayne content and the Batman content. It really, it really felt balanced and well-paced. Exactly. And like, not to say like, you know, people don't love seeing Batman, but like, kind of like you said, like it wouldn't be nice to have more Bruce Wayne, especially with the playboy aspect. And like, you know, just seeing like more of Batman in like the other two movies, um, or like just less, less Bruce Wayne in general, just kind of like, this is something that we that we that we crave. Yeah, but uh, I I gave this movie an eight out of ten. It's really goddamn good. It's obviously not yeah. the best one. We'll get to that, but it's definitely definitely not the worst one. It's it's just a very very good movie, and I wish more people talked about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely eight eight out of ten as well. So that's Batman Begins, which means it's time to move on to the best movie ever made, <laughs> The Dark Knight. Yeah, awesome. Best movie ever made. Best Batman movie. Best superhero movie. Marvel cannot touch this. Uh, there's no point. They should. They might as well quit. Uh, it's definitely not overrated at all. I don't know why. I don't know why someone would think that. But yeah. <laughs> oh, god damn it! <laughs> if you couldn't oh, tell, that man. was that was sarcasm. It is I know overrated sarc- as shit. <laughs> no. I, do, I want to preface that by saying it's still obviously a great fucking movie. Yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal a great, movie. It's a great movie, but is it something to where I would call it a masterpiece? No. Is it something to where the hype, like, 
you know, certainly consumes my everyday, like, you know, self. No. I definitely think it's a great movie. And by, like, me calling it overrated does not mean that I am trashing the movie or calling Nolan a bad director. I'm just saying the hype does not apply to me. Like, I, if someone were to be like, what is your favorite, like, superhero movie, comic book movie of all time, I'm going to say Logan or Into the Spider-Verse. Like, that's just me. Dark, Dark Knight's definitely top three for sure. But it ain't number one on my list. Yeah, definitely so. not. But, like, it has... In- a great intro starting with the bank yeah. heist and of course you can mm-hmm. see the spider-man 3 poster in the back great stuff <laughs> yes yeah i remember that marvel confirmed in the dc universe but ever since someone pointed out that that guy very obviously didn't get hit by that bus i, I i've never been able to unsee it <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about like like um at the very end I mean at the at the very, the, very, at, end, yeah, the very end of the bank heist he was like he was like so I bet Joker ordered you to kill me too and Joker was like no 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 I kill the bus driver he was like bus driver and he gets hit by the bus mm. that he does not get hit by it's he's feet away and it's very obvious ever <laughs> since someone pointed that out I've never been able to unsee him just clearly not get hit by the fucking bus driver yeah and then. Great intro to the Joker, of course. Of course, the you know the line "whatever doesn't kill you simply makes you stranger." Shit, you stranger. Woo! Yeah, clean, clean as fuck. Rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Poor, poor bank teller, man. I know. did everything he could. Yeah, at least he did something sad. Yeah, to see. Yeah, it. at least he did something. But um, we cut to more scarecrow stuff. You know, doing some dealings or something, I don't know, or whatever. But uh, we got all these uh. All these fake Batman using guns kind of kind of reminds me of another Batman. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Fake Batman, all of them. Oh my god! The, the <laughs> fuck! The fucking shade! <laughs> you, you fucking menace! <laughs> <laughs> it had to be done. <laughs> it had to be done. <laughs> you goddamn menace, dude. Oh my god. Of course. I can't believe you. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to. It was right there. And it's true. It's it's true. Can't, you can't say I'm wrong. You can't say I'm wrong. It's anger. <laughs> but of course, this scene is home to the great sequence where Batman's taking all the fake Batman and <laughs> he ties them all up. He's like, what makes us different than you? What gives you the right and we can't? He's, of course, Batman goes, I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> not wearing hockey pads. And it's like, great line, Batman. If only you didn't have that dumbass voice. <laughs> yeah, because he has some good one-liners, but I'm like, fuck, I cannot take you seriously. <laughs> Because even I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit to the to the Dark Knight Rises. He was like, because he says something to or Bane says something to him how he's gonna do something, and then he has and then you have my permission to die. So at the end, Batman says the same thing. He was like, I'm gonna do this thing, and then you have my permission to die. And I'm like, you sound so dumb. <laughs> you sound so. Dumb. I'm like, I'm like, you're trying to be cool, and it's just not working out for you, my guy. It's not happening. But um, yeah. <laughs> 
I wonder, because we get to the courtroom scene with Dent, I wonder mm-hmm. how on edge comic book fans were during that trial scene with Dent and Maroney. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know. Yeah, with the yeah with the fucking the acid and everything. Yeah. Well, he, um, yeah. He, I mean, he didn't. Have, he pulled a gun out of this yeah, one. But. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he pulled out a gun, but like knowing in the comics, it's the same thing. And, yeah. Yeah, comic fans were a bit would have been like, oh fuck, <laughs> this soon? <laughs> oh no. But then of course, Dent uh Dent lucks out, <laughs> essentially. And there's that low key kind of corny line where he's like he's like, Maroni, if you're gonna try and kill someone, you gotta buy American. It's like, okay, Mike. It's like, okay, guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like like okay, okay, buddy. But uh, Aaron Eckhart, very well cast as Dent. And yeah. of course, great performances Two Face uh, later, but yeah, he was a he was a great great choice. Love to see it. You love to fucking see also, it. Also, I think I did. I did a. I used a Dark Knight for one of my discussions in class. Of course, you did. I know. Right? <laughs> it's the only, only thing I had. The only thing I thought of. But like, <laughs> let's talk about the Dark Knight. Torrance just there, like fuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. I was like, because I forgot what the discussion was about. But oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember. It was like get to use like a piece of foreshadowing, and I'm like, I don't know any other film. And I thought of Batman. I was like, okay, I could do Batman. And I was like, man, fuck, I have to use the Dark Knight. Damn it. <laughs> so, are you are you talking about the line? No, I was talking about no. I actually use okay. So like pretty much like it was like a term for like when a piece, uh, or like a, something a character has leads into like. A discussion or a discussion a piece of foreshadowing so what i did was i used harvey dent's coin as an example oh of yeah. him becoming two-faced because yeah he tells because rachel was like let me do it and two and then i was sit two-faced and harvey's like flip a coin <laughs> yeah he pulls out a coin i was like yeah. oh, well, okay but i was thinking the line later when he does go on that this is when the double day happens with uh rachel and bruce and dent and Random woman. Uh, <laughs> Dent, you know, says the now very iconic line, you either die a hero or live no. long enough to see yourself no. become, the become the villain. And I'm like, God damn it, Dent, you just sealed your fate, you dumbass. You don't say shit like that in this in a movie like this. Come on. But, you know, what a phenomenal line. What a great line. A great line that is that will be used in countless memes throughout time. You either die a hero. I live long enough to see her. And, and, and those and those corny ass fucking Joker Twitter accounts. Oh my god, yes, dude. Jesus. So, <laughs> but, so corny. Then of course we get like the sort of second introduction to Joker, and it's still so good. They're all having that meeting and Spawn is there and Joker comes in and he says, you know, I thought my jokes were bad or whatever. And he does the pencil trick. <laughs> <laughs> which is great it, it's gone great great stuff <laughs> but uh yeah i don't think i don't think i need to explain how goddamn good heath ledger's performance is but it's goddamn good <laughs> it's goddamn good but very shortly after we get uh the very first you want to know how i got these scars which is like my favorite scene in the movie <laughs> It's <laughs> so much everything about even the beginning where he's brought in dead and and he's like and gambles like all right that's 500 dead and he joker's and joker just sits on me he's like what about alive fucking great and then he makes those two guys kill each other for a spot in 
his crew or whatever. Fucking great shit. Great stuff. Mm. But um, in my opinion, this, the next section of the movie, the section of the film where Bruce, or not Bruce, it's actually uh, uh, Fox, but when, or both of them do, but Fox is there for business and Bruce is there for Batman stuff. But when they go to Hong Kong, in my yeah. opinion, that's sort of where the film drags. Like, it's not it's not bad, obviously, but I don't know. I just didn't, I don't find it all that entertaining. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah. They, after that, they really play up Harvey as like the ultimate hero to make his fall all the more tragic. Yeah. Because they really play up like he's the the ray of light that Gotham needs and shit like that. They really play it up. But, you know, the homemade video of Joker with that fake Batman. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. <laughs> that shit's fucking crazy. It's like, God damn, Heath Ledger. So it's like, it's like you think maybe a performance like that uh, with a character like that in a world like this, it might come across as ridiculous, but like, God, he's so fucking good. And then Batman comes up more ridiculous when he's talking like that. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I fucking, Sometimes, or, or or for whatever reason, when I rewatch this movie, I always forget about the fucking jump scare with the fake Batman hitting the window. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, it fucking got me again. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that 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 was fucking all. That was great. Although I do want to bring up the mayor. He's wearing eyeliner, and I don't know why. He's going for a new look. Leave him alone. No, it's a bad look. And it, and there was and no, the, like eight years later, the he still has the same goddamn look. It's not a good look. He looks fucking bro, stupid, bro. He, dude, he's rocking a new look. All right, Gotham Leave would Gotham would elect a mayor with eyeliner. <laughs> no, stop. But uh, yeah, we we pretty much just after that go straight to the party at Bruce's fan house, where there's another phenomenal sequence with the Joker. Where he, you know, barges in, he's like, where's Harvey Dent? And, of course, he has uh, the, you want to know how I got these scars story again with uh, with Rachel. Which I also love because it's, if, you, if, at, if you're watching this for the first time, you might take the first speech at, at face value. But now that this one, it's like, oh, this guy's a fucking liar. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, his origin is ambiguous and shit like that. And... Also, just another layer on Heath Ledger's performance, like like accent experts have listened to his specific Joker voice, and it adds to it even more because his his accent it's not a discernible accent. There's there there's a like some apparently some like Southern stuff in there. There's obviously like some like New York in there. It, it's 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 not a it's not a accent you can place geographically. So it just adds to the Joker being this ambivalent ambiguous figure which is friggin sick Heath Ledger again rest in peace rest in peace indeed but uh do you find the okay you see you know the the plot point where they he Batman finds the fingerprint in the bullet hole mm-hmm. uh to me I, I I I sort of see that as as a piece of plot low-key being a little lazily written but it's one of those things where it's like it's cool, so who cares? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, how the fuck mm-hmm. are you gonna find a fingerprint on a bullet? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like it's cool, I guess, but it just seems a little weird. But 
then we we then we go to the sort of uh the that parade you know whatever with like the the military demonstration and yeah. bruce goes and sees all all those like hostages tied up and he and he's just bruce wayne and he does the batman voice as bruce wayne which i thought was fun i was i loved seeing uh bruce do the batman voice with just without the suit but another one of my favorite moments is seeing joker without the makeup in, yeah. the, in the performance love that love that because and it, it's it's even it's weirder because like heath ledger because like obviously everyone knows it's heath ledger i know what heath ledger looks like but for whatever reason he still looks fucking unrecognizable to me in that makeup that's like that. I, I was exactly thinking that same thing. Like I, I cannot see Heath Ledger. Like, and it's like even like without the makeup off like in that scene, I was like, this is not Heath Ledger. Yeah, he's like still, he's, it still looks. He still looks like not like him. It's so it just, weird. It just reminds me of a uh, like Colin Farrell as Penguin. Like, yeah. so unrecognizable. Except even even though Colin Farrell is like completely fucking prosthetic'd out, he all Heath Ledger has is fucking fake scars. Yeah. And he fucking just looks like someone else. It's so crazy. I think that's just the mark of him being so fucking good. <laughs> he just mm. becomes a different fucking person. Fucking crazy. But and it, I also love that sequence because it also leads to the credence credence uh, it also leads credence to the theory which uh I want to get into a little bit where jo- the Joker is a military guy how he came from the military mm-hmm. and stuff like there's that. And there's the speech with two face later. Uh, he talks about a truck full of soldiers getting blown up. I really like that theory, but we also get to see, of course the goat, uh, help me pronounce this man's name. <laughs> Polka dot man. Yes. Dan. David. David. Yeah, I thought his name was Dan. Oh, I mean, maybe oh. he goes by Dan. I don't know. No, it's probably not. Das. Das. Malchian. Das Malchian. Das Malchian. The guy from Ant-Man. Uh, it's great to see him, uh, of course, who's been in like every DC thing ever made, it feels like. Uh, that man, for whatever reason, is just a, a man, DC. Man, man's the... He's, he's the Troy Baker of superhero movies. <laughs> True. Just in everything. But uh, Batman throwing Maroney off a ledge... And breaking his legs is both brutal and hilarious. He's like, bro, he's like, you won't kill me. He's like, he's like, yeah, but I'm not looking to it. He just throws him off the fucking and breaks his legs. It was fucking funny. But I remember um, being so surprised when Harvey outed himself as Batman the first time I watched it. I was like, what, <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? But... Um, but before that, a little bit, I, I sort of skipped over when he's when Harvey is just berating uh, guy from Ant Man over there, uh, and you sort you, you sort of see like sort of see Two Face coming through, fucking that was cool too. But I didn't know, I didn't realize when I watched the movie, however many fucking times I've seen this movie, I didn't notice. But like when Harvey's being transported and Joker is going after him. The truck that he's in says "laughter" on it, but they spray painted an S at the front, so it's just "slaughter." I don't I, like. I don't know how the like, fuck I didn't pick that up, but you know, and actually, I think I it, said, that. it said "laughter" is the best medicine, so obviously mm-hmm. that, that fucking fits. But yeah, that's awesome. And of course, we get 
the introduction to the fucking bat bike which is so fucking cool and it gets even cooler in the dark knight rises <laughs> but like the part where he fucking goes up the wall and turns around yeah cool as shit and of course he had joker he's doing like the come on come on hit me hit me <laughs> yeah course. i know and of course uh the shark tips over yeah plot armor yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Gordon saves the day because he did. You know, everyone thought he was dead or whatever. And then Gordon gets the commissioner title, and then of course we get the iconic interrogation scene. Just mm, great shit. Just just so good. <laughs> so good. Fucking someone, someone recreated that scene in my cinematography class. It's pretty cool. Did someone do I, a Joker impression? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, actually, it was pretty solid, actually. Oh, all right. Yeah, the, he, had the make, he had the makeup on and everything. Oh, no shit. Was it good? <laughs> pretty good. All right. Awesome. Yeah, uh, the interrogation scene is just borderline fucking perfection. But, like, pretty much everything there and onward is just, it's the best parts of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like like this is where the movie like really fucking like gets going but the fact that joker like gave the opposite address for uh yeah, harvey for and, and rachel cold as fuck <laughs> yeah, i know that's fucking, fucking crazy but rachel dying instead of harvey's instead and harvey's face getting just fucking destroyed i think is a really great alternative to the two-face origin because obviously they played with it a little bit in the beginning of the movie but uh, I think if they were going in, in in a different direction, I think this is a this is a really good origin for him. Uh, and you know, it always gets praised, but I'm gonna keep praising it because it's they, it gets praised for good reasons. For for 2008, the Two Face CGI is fucking nuts. Not CGI. It's fucking nuts. CGI. Did you notice it? Yeah, it looks it looks like I like like when I saw it, I was like, I can't believe they burnt off Aaron Eckhart's face for real. That's crazy, but no, the CGI fucking holds up insanely well. Like, of course, I talked about Iron Man earlier, how it still holds up. You know, this this obviously is in that category as well because it just it looks fucking crazy. But the tension built when Joker. Uh, orders a hit on that Reese guy who keeps trying his hardest to out Batman (laughs) uh, was amazingly well done. And then of course we get, we go to the hospital where Joker visits Harvey (laughs) and how the fuck did Dent not recognize the Joker? (laughs) It was fucking, he's wearing the mask and he takes the mask off. And Dent's like, it's the Joker. (laughs) But he has the makeup on (laughs) fucking ridiculous. But Joker's speech with Dent. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I referenced it earlier, but Joker's speech with Dent is so goddamn good. The whole thing about the group of soldiers dying versus the mayor uh, is just fucking great. But you got to love the bit where Joker blows up the, the hospital. Another yeah, iconic I'm, scene. Un, unintentional as hell. Unintentional and improvised. Yep. Super cool. Great stuff. Love, love to see it. Yeah, I, I love the final act to this. With um, with the, the people people on the ship, yeah, with the criminals the and the citizens on each boat with a detonator to each other's boat, and of course we have the sonar eyes 
which is the closest fucking thing we'll get to the white eyes. I don't think they'll ever. I don't think they'll ever going to do it. Also, Loki reminds me of Detective Mode. In the yeah, that game. too. Yeah, Detective Love Mode it. and White Eyes, which we'll never get. I mean, we're getting a Detective Mode in the Batman, so hyped for it. True. Still no White Eyes though. Not really. Okay, we don't need that. We don't need that right now. Yes, we do. It looks so cool. But um, yeah, the prisoner on the boat who threw away the detonator. The goat. What a legend. For real. And of course the final sequence with Two Face is also well done. Actually the final like, sequence with Two Face was really good. Yeah, with him like and fucking Gordon and his yeah. family and shit. That was pretty cool. Very well done. Uh and of course a great final speech from Gordon at the end, you know, he's the hero that Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. But uh yeah, that's pretty much the Dark Knight. It's a it's a truly it's a truly truly great film, and probably in not probably it still is the best Batman movie until the Batman comes out. Uh, but <laughs> that being said, I still think it's overrated. Like I know, I, like I and uh, like I'll put it like this: this is one of the best superhero movies of all time, but it's not the best movie ever made. Like a lot of people act like it is. Like Heath Ledger's yeah. Joker is absolutely magnetic and just choose scenery anytime he's on screen and anytime he's not on screen everything else just doesn't feel as entertaining it's obviously still good but like anytime Heath Ledger's there it's just like the film is elevated so much but you know from an objective standpoint the movie's still fucking great so I have to, I, I, it's a 10 out of 10 for me not a ten out of ten. It's for a me. ten out of ten. I mean, yeah, you have. I mean, you you're sort of of the mind. Like nothing's perfect, kind of. Perfect. Um, the Dark Knight definitely gives. It's, this is a very unpopular opinion, and I don't want to anger anybody. But the, it's a seven out of ten. It's really a seven <laughs> shut, out of ten. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the movie itself, I will give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. 9 out of 10. Nothing's perfect. The, the hype doesn't appeal to me, like I said. But understandable. Without without people, you know, you know, overrating it and just having the biggest, like, boner for it. If they were to say it's their favorite movie, I'm not going to I'm not going to disagree. That's cool because I understand how people would like like the movie. But if you're going on and saying it's the best movie of all time. You need to watch more movies, and you probably need to get like checked mentally. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, um, nine nine out of ten. Fair probably enough. Gonna, probably gonna re- I'm gonna rewatch it after I'm done my homework. Good. But next, of course, is the Dark Knight Rises, the best movie in the trilogy. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we- we love seeing we love seeing uh you know we love, love seeing bane right of course you know that plane sequence at the beginning is pretty fucking cool you know i don't know about you but i still like just like heath ledger i cannot recognize tom hardy at all i yeah, don't know i don't uh, how <laughs> i'm like anytime I, say, I really try i'm like i'm trying to like visualize the mask not being there and just seeing Tom Hardy's face and it's just like I'm not I'm not seeing Tom Hardy. I don't know who I'm seeing. It's not Tom Hardy though. Yeah. But like 
So, so you like you too? Am I just, am I not just blind? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see Tom Hardy as Bane because like it's also one of the one of those things to where it's like you also never really see Tom Hardy like take off the mask. Yeah, you see him in hard one scene. scene. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's Tom Hardy. <laughs> so it's it's also one of the things where it's like, yeah, it's hard to see Tom Hardy as being because he never sees off the mask, and it's just like, like like it's also not his voice. I mean, it is his voice, but it's not his voice. Yeah, it's not his voice. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of the voice, I don't mind the Bane voice at all. It kind of sucks that it got so much hate. <laughs> yeah, the Bane voice is pretty cool. Um. There's a lot of controversy surrounding Bane in the Dark Knight. White, white, yeah, white, <laughs> white, uh, white Bane. Uh, not massive. Like, not not massive. He's not like he doesn't have. Even though like, yeah. he was fucking massive. I mean, he was massive in uh, what Batman and Robin. No, I mean he was no, he was massive in this. Like, I feel like like people like he's obviously not as massive as you know comic Bane, yeah. but for a guy, yeah. just for a guy, he's fucking massive. <laughs> Yeah. Tom Hardy got fucking jacked out of his mind. <laughs> He's definitely his most biggest in uh, Batman and Robin. Venom. Oh, you mean Bane. No, I just on Bane. Yeah, Bane's is the most biggest in Batman and Robin. <laughs> just because, just cause, like... Yeah, because it's, it's just more comic accurate, technically. Because, like, the guy who, guy who played him was, like, a pro wrestler. He weighed, like, 400 pounds. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't mind the voice. I think... Does he die, though? Yeah. I think Tom Hardy said like he was kind of sad because of the hate he got, and I was like, "Damn, he didn't deserve that hate." <laughs> he really, he really didn't. Although I do have a complaint, and Tom Hardy is incredibly miscast. He's he's fucking horrible. It should have been comic. No, that's not my complaint. My complaint is mm. that the voice sounds dubbed at all times. Yeah, and I'm pretty. I, I like. Isn't there like some alternate version where it's not like that? And it just like, sounds no, better. I'm pretty sure there was something like that. I have no idea. But if it I was like to see that the original audio or something like that, I don't remember. But yeah, it just sounds like it's dubbed at all time. Like these dudes are yelling on a loud ass plane, and then Bane sounds like he's doing a professional podcast <laughs> or something. But it's like I want, like in my head canon, like I, I want to think it's the mask. But then those that mask has to have some like crazy ass speakers in it or something. Because he's <laughs> yeah. like, because they're like. We're gonna throw you off the plane, and Bane's like, nobody cared who I was till I put on the mask, <laughs> and they're like, what? Nobody cares who I was till I put on the mask. They'd have to be like, nobody cared who I was till I put on the mask. But you see what I mean with with, with by like Bane's voice being dubbed at all times. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, but uh. It, it, I thought it was crazy how Bane orders, just straight up orders one of his men to stay behind with the plane and die in the wreckage. And the dude was like, I, <laughs> he was just showing it. He was just showing it. Shows how devoted his, uh, his followers are. But I would have been like, hell no, yeah. you're on your own. Fucking out of here. But I completely forgot. Like, I, I completely forgot there was an eight year time jump from the Dark Knight to the Dark Knight Rises. Like yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Eight years, <laughs> Jesus! But it's got to be soul crushing for Gordon to like lie to his city for eight years about you know Dent. But um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about Anne Hathaway's casting as Catwoman. Like she's a great yeah. actress, obviously, but 
I don't know if Catwoman fits her best. I actually think she'd be a damn good black cat, which I know doesn't make a lot of sense because they're essentially the same character, but I don't know. They, I feel like they have different vibes, and yeah, that would be a better black cat. What well, I mean, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's like, I never really cared too much about Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. Um, so it kind of sucks we got robbed out of Zoe Kravitz being Catwoman because she was too urban. Yeah, but now she's going to be Catwoman. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. In the in the Batman, so the best Batman re- movie of all time, Redemption. Could 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 have just said you're too black, get out of here. True, because that's essentially what happened. <laughs> well, because here's the thing. Like I said, I haven't watched that many Christopher Nolan movies, right? Like I mean, I've seen Interstellar, I've seen the Dark Knight trilogy, I've seen Tenet, Inception. I've seen I've seen Interst- I have not seen Inception. Wow, you've seen Dunkirk. I have seen Dunkirk. But the thing is, is that I just feel like mm, it's gonna be hard to say. I don't see that much people of color movie people of color in Nolan's movies. Oh, have you seen his the cast to his new one? Really? No, I haven't seen it. Not a black person in sight. <laughs> I, thought, I I thought you had. I thought you was like, man, there's gonna be some some people of color in there. No, nope. <laughs> but uh, technically, technically. I mean, I don't want to give him excuses, but technically he has an excuse because it's based off a a, a, a program back in the back in the forties. Fucking, mm-hmm. it was white. It was just white people. Yeah, so that, I, was more, I can't, that was more like an excuse just to have a white cast to meet. Yeah, and of course, you know, like like I said, like you know, I, I I'm not saying he doesn't do it at all. I'm just saying, yeah, because Tenet. Enough. Yeah, because Tenet. Yeah, but even then, it's like one black guy. <laughs> yeah, white people. But, and that's kind of that's kind of the reason why people give like Tom Hardy's Bane like a lot of shit because he's not like the true Bane. And Liam Neeson, like, yeah, and Liam Neeson as well. But of course, you know it's like Marvel's not immune either because you you had the shit with the yeah. Angel one. Yeah, Marvel's not immune either. But like I said, but like you know, like I said, that's just kind of like a mini complaint. And it's getting better. It is getting better. So. so. Yeah, but like uh, after seeing Rogue One and especially Captain Marvel, it's hilarious seeing Ben Mendelsohn in this. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also, I feel like maybe his uh, American accent isn't all that great yet. <laughs> but in, in uh, by this point, he's especially this one line. Right, this really funny where uh, he's about to get like sort of choked out by Catwoman. But he's he, he walks out of a room and he goes, "Can we get some girls in here?" <laughs> the way he says it is fucking. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> just he just sounds he sounds like an Australian doing it. <laughs> Can we get some girls in here? Just really hard R's. But uh, it's kind of cruel that Selena took uh, Martha's pearls. It is not cool at all. And also, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is is in this. He's good in this. That's all. Yeah, That's all. Uh, more thoughts later. <laughs> more uh, more thoughts at the end about that. Uh, <laughs> they they do a really good job. Speaking of Bane, they do a really good job of making Bane look taller than he is. Because Tom Hardy is only five nine, but he's really? yeah he's only five nine. But he's towering over motherfuckers in this. Really? Yes. I'm taller really? than Tom Hardy, which is weird to think about. <laughs> that no, no, that is weird. I don't. I think, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Because now, oh my god, I can't think straight now. Because 
I'm overthinking that Tom Hardy's six foot. Yeah, he's all the he time. Five nine. <laughs> no way. I'm as tall as Tom Hardy. Yeah. Well, it's it, well. It's, yeah, I I have that a lot with celebrities. I always assume that they're either as tall as me or taller than me. Because like, like for, okay, for example, like Tobey Maguire. I like I hundred like I I've always assumed that that guy maybe not six foot but at least taller than me in some capacity. <laughs> but he's five eight. He's oh like Jesus. It was actually it, it's hard to see, but it was put in perspective when they did the No Way Home photo shoots because like Tom Holland is also five eight, but he looks like yeah. a five eight guy to me, and I'm like yeah, I feel like I'd be like taller or at least as tall as Tom Holland. But in the photo shoots, Toby is just right at the same height as Tom Holland and I'm like well that puts that in perspective <laughs> and it looks a little weird because and then you have Andrew Garfield who's actually six foot mm. just next to them which yeah but yeah height with celebrities fucking weird sometimes Bane is 5'9 <laughs> I'm taller than Bane but um Bane is fucking hilarious hilarious in this like these the, the, these dudes bring Gordon down in the sewers and Bane's just like are you fucking dumb or stupid <laughs> <laughs> and he just he literally he, he walks up and he just chokes a guy in seconds and just drops him he's like now search his body and then I'm gonna kill you <laughs> and there he's like okay and I'm like, I'm like God damn. and then he looks at the thing in, in Gordon's uh, jacket and and then and then and then uh, Gordon escapes because he, he like comes to and he escapes and then he's like he goes up to the guy he's like He's he's like go follow him. He was like what how and then he shoots him and tosses him off the <laughs> tosses him off the ledge. I'm like god damn Bane, Bane is fucking hilarious. But uh yeah he's way out of pocket in this. Oh you know what? Yeah. I know I said thoughts on Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the end, but my god I forgot that he knew Bruce's Batman just because they're both orphans. Like, like, like what? Like what? I'm like, you ain't the only or like are, are all the orphans in the world like, oh, obviously. That's 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 Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like how does he how would he even connect how would he see Batman and be like, ah, that guy must be an orphan? Like what? <laughs> like he explains it, but the explanation doesn't even make any sense. It's so fucking weird. Like this is the, this is really the first time in the movie where I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? But uh yeah, like Okay. Also, and then it continues because it's like, what's with Bruce's injuries? Because he has like a cane and shit, and it's like I'd want to say it's from his time, you know, doing Batman stuff. But there's an eight-year time jump. I mean, I'm like sure there could be some like residual damage, but I mean the man is using like a cane, and I thought it was just for show, but like he's using it like he actually needs it. Like maybe there's psycholo- psychological in- injuries, but that doesn't make sense either because then he uses like a leg brace, which like corrects his bones or whatever the fuck and i'm like huh that like, yeah i don't know i don't know i thought that was weird too unless like maybe he was doing like it was it, since there's an eight-year time jump maybe he was doing some batmaning in between and he fucked up his leg or something but they also imply that he stopped after the dark knight i don't know man it's it doesn't make any sense but uh, i at this point in the movie that when uh i think uh, i think bane is like infilt or robbing like the stock market or whatever that stock exchange place and i kind of i kind of for just for a little glimpse just a little little sliver i saw tom hardy (laughs) in in the main thing it was something about his walk 
Like, I think it's just the way well, yeah, I've seen like, him walking, like, in like, Venom. Yeah, because Tom, Tom Hardy's walk looks like he has, like, some swagger to it. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, fuck, that looked like Tom Hardy for a second, and I saw it. I saw it for a second, and I was like, I was like, ah, I see him now. <laughs> it's Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> he was right there all along. I just yeah. couldn't see it. Yeah, for some reason, I can clock Tom Hardy's walk. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, they all escape, and then, I'm not gonna lie, Batman's entrance in this kind of gave me chills. Also, fuck this cop guy going after Batman rather than the motherfuckers who were literally taking people hostage. They were like, no, we gotta get the Batman guy. <laughs> it's <was laughs> fucking ridiculous. But, the you know, there was that fight scene on the roof with Catwoman which was just sort of proof to, to me that Nolan is just not good with hand-to-hand combat fighting scenes. Just not good. <laughs> like, and there was there was some of it in The Dark Knight and Batman Begins, but he hit it by there was a lot of close up and cuts and a little bit of shaky cam, and they were doing a lot more wide fighting shots in this, and it was just not great. <laughs> but it is what it you, is. You were like, "This is ass." Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, and then like after that, he like starts talking to Catwoman, and for some reason, in this scene in particular, I really was just like, "Man, this dude's voice is fucked." Because like Catwoman does that disappearing act on Batman. And he's, he goes, oh, so that's how it feels. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I just, I can't with this man's voice. But, uh, yeah. Alfred then, after this, leaves, which is tough. But, you know, I can't, I can't blame the guy. I, I would have, if I was him, I would have left a long fucking time ago. <laughs> like, this guy's, like, gonna get himself killed. I'm like, you know what, I'm fucking, I can't, I can't deal with this it hurts my heart hurts my soul yeah but then you know (laughs) alfred goes on that little speech where he's like where he's like the eight years you were gone or whatever the five years you were gone were uh in batman begins he was like he was like i hoped every day that you wouldn't come back and i was like damn alfred shit (laughs) god damn he's like fuck you (laughs) but no he obviously had a a different reason behind him, and I thought the line was fucking funny. And it's like, I know you're not supposed to know Miranda is Talia Al Ghul, but I'm over here fucking screaming at at the fucking TV when when Bruce gives the entire fucking company to Talia. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't know, but you should fucking know. Stop it, <laughs> Jesus. Man's a, man's a big simp, massive simp. And of course, then after that, there's the first fight between Bane and Batman, which is great. Breaks the man's back. And of course you get homage to the comics. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? (laughs) You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. Great. Great stuff. When I I first watched the film, remember like fucking, you know, like he like fucking beats like, you know, beats his fucking helmet and shit. Yeah, breaks it, yeah. Yeah. I thought he like fucking. I thought he bashed like his head in, oh, like. Geez. And so I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like that shit hurt me as a kid because you know, like, <laughs> I don't want Batman to fucking die. Like, I love Batman. And then I rewatched. It, I was like, oh, he just broke his helmet. Thank fucking god. Like, dude, because I thought Bane just you fucking put a dent in his head. <laughs> and until until I saw the crack, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's gonna be fucking scary. Because uh, even the sound effects too, it's like do, 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 and then I'm like, ah, 
I was fucking screaming. Dude, oh my god. Mommy, mommy, they killed Batman. Yeah. And I, I was like, man. Why they gotta do him like that? But um it really annoys me that they took because Gordon is hospitalized. And mm-hmm. it really annoys me that they essentially took Gordon out from doing the leg work in this and essentially replaced him with Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah. I'm like, was this was that necessary? I think I don't I thought that was I thought that was weird, but I remember back in 2011 or 2012 or whatever, them marketing the stadium explosion hard as fuck. <laughs> and for good reason. That shit is sick. But but they, they really marketed that stadium explosion, the floor sinking. Six shot, but they marketed that shit hard. But yeah. The stakes, I don't know, I don't know if you'd agree. Tell me if you do. But uh, the stakes to this movie are like insanely higher than the other two. But for whatever reason... I just was not as interested. <laughs> I'm like, it should, like, this should feel like, oh, fuck, what is he going to do? But I'm just like, eh. <laughs> like, it just, I mean, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where it's like, I don't know if it has to do anything with the storylines. Because um, I, I, I heard a complaint about The Dark Knight Rises and how, like, it's not a, a fa- their favorite movie or they don't like it as much as the other two because the fact that the storylines like just don't like end well so i don't know that that's like part of the reason for it but also in terms of yeah like the, the stakes and the story um i can i can agree with you on that just like eh i mean though i mean of course you know the because it's also one of the things where it's like it's batman he has to win so like he always automatically has like kind of plot armor yeah because like one of the things where like he like like you know, they explain how like his back wasn't necessarily like broken. It's just like a like a vertebrae. Mm. It kind of just like yeah, but then you gotta like specify that. Everyone's just gonna assume because you know the comics and shit. Yeah, that, because yeah, like ain't no way my guy's back was fixed that quick. Like it, it was a three month yeah, exactly, break, exactly, I think. Exactly. But yeah, ain't no ain't no goddamn way. Plot armor. Yeah, it's like I don't like for universe that's meant to be super grounded. I think I think some of the ridiculous stuff like that makes it feel more out of place. Mm. But uh, yeah, but maybe because because you know all this stuff happens in the in the pit or whatever. Which I is that I assume is that supposed to be sort of like an allegory for the Lazarus Pit? Yes, because it is. Because even mm-hmm. even one of someone said like ah oh, you you go in and you come out a different person or whatever and I was like that's you know Lazarus Pit. But yeah, so he gets he gets out. And maybe I'm stupid, but how did Bruce get back to the island? How did Bruce get back to Gotham? Because it's already taken over. They have all the bridges destroyed. You can't go on the ice because you'll fall through. I know. I'm teleported. Oh, I see. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it's like, I think I think someone said a line like, maybe it was the plane. But like, where even was the fucking plane? I don't know. But then how, how, would, they, how would he even get into the city? It doesn't make it whatever. <laughs> Another one of the things where I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> but then it's pretty much, pretty much at this point, it's just a bunch of "ha" huh? moments <laughs> because, like, dude really took the fucking time when he so he comes back and he he, he has the bat suit or whatever, and he he goes to save commis- the commissioner and stuff. Dude really took the goddamn time to make the bat symbol on the bridge out of like oil, <laughs> fire, and shit. I was like. There are people dying. Where, what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> just like, just doing an arts and crafts project for a second. Like, what? What are you doing? But uh, like, th- then, 
like so bane fucks up batman batman lives in a hole for a few months and all of a sudden he outstrengths bane <laughs> and he just now realizes that he can easily take him out by going after his mask like uh, <laughs> just just shit ain't adding up you know what i mean and like I'm sure the Talia reveal is supposed to be this crazy thing, and obviously I've seen it before. But, like, even with other movies where there's twists, and you know there's a twist, and you know what the twist is, and you know where it is, like, I feel like you should still feel something. And with this, I just don't <laughs> feel anything. You know? But, yeah. Just a, just a bunch of huh moments back to back to back. Just making no sense. But, uh... Uh, before I get into a bit of a rant, uh, I'm just saying it again, that bat bike, fucking sick. So <laughs> cool. The way, the way the wheels just flip over. Yes, and, oh yes. my God. <laughs> that, that shit's so cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah, here we go. My biggest issue with this movie. Like, I'm going to take a sip of water before I do it. Oh God. How in the goddamn world did Bruce escape from that goddamn nuke? I thought maybe, maybe it could be explained because Fox said in the beginning, towards the beginning of the movie, that there is no autopilot, but maybe Bruce could fix it. Right? So I was like, maybe Bruce fixed it. That would make sense. But then right at the end, when he's about to leave to take it over the ocean, he says there's no autopilot. And right before it explodes, it shows a shot of Bruce in the plane. And it can't even be explained that he got out right before it exploded. And like, went in the water or whatever. Because the bomb has a blast radius of six miles. Six miles. There's no way in hell that he got out and somehow swam away six miles away and it could have been like below the water because they're like the heat would have fucking boiled him alive uh it so uh, it makes no fucking like i I really tried to give it the benefit of the the benefit of the doubt but it makes no sense do you have an explanation do you have an explanation yeah i I do i do it's literally okay so it's because in the script right because i actually looked at the script online and because of pot armor. God damn it. God damn it. But <laughs> fair, fair enough. But um, yeah, now for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck is this Robin reveal? I actually think Joseph Gordon-Levitt would actually make a pretty good Nightwing. But yeah. why in the actual fuck is his real name Robin? Like you couldn't just name him Dick Grayson or at the very least like Richard Grayson or some some variation, something like that. Something. Yeah. What the fuck is he going to do? Fight crime with his real name? Like, I know <laughs> I know it's implied that he's going to be Batman, but, he, but Jesus. Jesus is so dumb. <laughs> so, and I think, I actually think, um, I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it was reported that the reason that they didn't do that is because they didn't think audiences would know the name Dick Grayson. Oh, my. So, so they were like, let's name him Rob. <laughs> Okay, so no, okay, okay. So which which name name change do you think was the most like was the most dumb? Barbara Wilson or Robin? Ooh, um oh man. The dumb 
I'm going to say Robin because at least with Barbara, her relation to Alfred served the story in some way. Mm-hmm. And Robin is just like, let's name him Robin just because haha reference, you know? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably Robin. But, you know, even after ranting like a man, man, I think this movie is relatively solid, but it doesn't hold a candle compared to the other two. It has a, yeah, it's... Sorry, it's not it's not a bad movie, but I definitely think it is a tad bit overhated. Yeah, yeah, maybe a little. But yeah, so, there's definitely some yeah. dumb moments. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's a pretty solid plot until the end, <laughs> and and obviously it's well made. It's a Christopher Nolan movie, but the stakes just don't feel that grand, and the villains are weak, and the twist is lackluster. Like, the action is pretty good, other than the hand-to-hand stuff. Catwoman was alright, but didn't really feel like she added anything. Like, we barely like we barely talked about any plot points with the Catwoman, because it was just kind of there. But, I don't know. Maybe it feels worse, because you would expect more out of the people behind the Dark Knight. But, yeah, that was, it's a 6 out of 10 for me. 6.5 out of 10. Fair enough. Maybe pushing a, maybe pushing a 7 because of Bane. Also fair. Yeah, I didn't ask. What do you what do you think of the ba- Batman's suit, like as a whole in the trilogy? I think it's I think it's fine. Um, definitely like the armored Batman a little bit. I know there's a lot more criticism coming for it now. Yeah, how people don't like the armored Batman because Batman's supposed to be like a ninja. Yeah, I'm, and I'm like, and it's just like one of those things where like it it does make sense, but it's also like one of the things where like in context, like. Batman is going up against like villains who fucking punch like holes in walls and shit. And like, yeah, why, is Superman. Be, yeah, well, why is he going to be wearing like skin tight armor? Cause he's a ninja. I mean, even so like, yeah, he's a ninja because it's like, of course he was taught by the league of shadows, but that, but him having armored, like him having armor doesn't like change anything. It's just of course giving him more protection. Yeah, in hindsight, I think it's a little over overly tactical. Uh, yeah, but it's 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 sort of really never been my favorite suit. I've never liked the mouth hole. I think it's too small. The bat ears are just ever so too short. That one's a little bit of a nitpick, but I think they're just barely too short. Uh, yeah, I don't like the tactical nature of it. Uh, I don't like the the uh, cape. How it's like a different. It's like a cloth, but it's like a darker yeah. black than the rest of the suit. It, mm-hmm. It's weird, but it's obviously not. It's obviously not bad. It's still good. It, Scott, again, I think I think like the best the best cows are Kilmer and Baffleck. I think, I think Affleck's is too small too. Nah, the mouth I mean, I think, I think we're going. I mean, I'm talking like for the ears. His ears. Oh, for the ears. Oh yeah, like the whole. The whole Keaton Kilmer, all those, all their ears are like pretty on point. Yeah. Affleck's are on point as far as the Dark Knight Returns look goes. But yeah, but yeah, that's that's the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. That is the Dark Knight trilogy overall. Solid trilogy, <laughs> but overrated. Solid, yeah. Overrated mainly because of the Dark Knight. And you, you bring up the dark, or you bring up the Dark Knight trilogy. Everyone's going to talk about the Dark Knight, yeah, and everyone's going to be like, "Uh, oh, rises," and people don't give begins its flowers. So, is what it is. But yeah, that is—is is that the show? 
It is a show. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Adventures Podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Adventures on Twitter. That's A-V-E-N-G-E nerds. All one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at Hidzenith underscore on Twitter. Where can they reach you? Um, reach me at Torrentina on Twitter. All right. Awesome. Well, we have a Discord if you'd like to join the conversation there. Those will be linked in the show notes. You can also link, you can also check out our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in. You can also review the show in-app on Apple Podcasts. If you can leave five stars in a review, it would really help us out. Thanks again for listening to the Avengers Podcast. We'll see you next week with the freaking Batman. Later. <laughs>